Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Just don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right proud boys. White supremacists and right proud Stand back and stand by and you'll get to see it. And you'll get to see it. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. What's going on, Habibis? I'm Siraj Hashmi. And I'm Mujahid Branson Taylor Kobe. Oh, Branson Taylor. What's good, Habibi, Haboobies? <laughs> Man, from last night, I'm still recovering. I think I drank way too much on Twitch. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It was I'm so glad you're... I'm so. I'm so glad you're still drunk. Oh God, I just chugged it. I just chugged some uh, pre-workout and yeah, and I'm still having some uh, a latte. <laughs> I'm having myself a little green tea because I'm I'm just that um, I'm that washed right now. Literally, uh, we were talking about it right before uh, going on the air. Like I feel blind going into this episode because I miss like all the major news stories of the day. And oh yeah. Uh, and of the week and like it's just constantly drinking from a fire hose <laughs> fire hose that that's connected to bleach hell that's yeah so <laughs> give me that clorox <laughs> baby yeah. Clorox, yeah well uh settle in habibis we got uh, a great show for you we're gonna um start off with a little wait what is that neville on tap what oh. the fuck oh my god it's neville <laughs> neville doily what what are you doing Dad? here <laughs> Yes, uh, my Daddy? son, I have come. I have arrived, my son. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> Neville, where, the, where have you been? We miss you. Amazing. Well, I've been on, well, I've been traveling, honestly. I've been doing stuff, looking for work, um, traveling, reading, studying, you know, doing a bunch of stuff, just uh, not being you, on Twitter. So, Have you been reading, <laughs> have you been reading Quran? No, but the I, I read something. Not well. I guess it's not close to the Quran. I read the uh, the Looming Tower, which was pretty good. So that's hmm. you know that's a pretty good book. I thought it was very interesting. So I read that book while I was on Twitter Twitter hiatus here. I'm also watching very the Heat high. game in the background here. So if I keep if I keep looking up, that's what I'm doing. No, no, it's all good, you know, because uh, <laughs> we're a bunch of basketball habibis, uh, except for Jay, who's a piece of shit. Uh, and Whoa. watches <laughs> only watches soccer. You're watching. You're watching. You're wearing your fucking Arsenal shirt right now. You piece of shit. Yeah, but I I watch uh, most sports, whereas you just watch soccer. You got to diversify. Yeah, diversify, man. I thought yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, taught I'm you that much in the hospital. hockey right now. I'm getting into yeah. hockey right now, trying to get back into American football, but it's just not working. Well, um, the first thing we got to talk <laughs> that about. Was a shame. Yeah, no, it's it's a shame. Well, uh, Neville, while we have you here, um, first of all, the um, presidential debate happened last night, a very first presidential debate between uh, President Trump and Vice President Joe Biden. It was a nasty affair. Uh, I don't know how else you can describe it because it was just downright insane. Um, and, uh, 
You know, because uh, I, first of all, first question to you, Neville, uh, did you even watch it? Okay, so let me explain. I, I plan to. <laughs> so I no. Plan, <laughs> I, I, I plan. I desperately plan to watch it. Okay, because the debate is what got me to reactivate my Twitter account. Right, so I said I'm going to reactivate right. my Twitter account. Get on there and do my usual thing when debate comes on. I do my little, you know, commentary, and you know, people, you know, talk back and forth with people about what's going on. And I started the first ten minutes. And I, I started watching that thing the first 10 minutes and I got so fit up. I said, you know, I can't do this. I'm going. I just left. I just turned it. I, I watched. Uh, I forgot what I was watching. I must have watched the boys or something like that. I just turned on mm -hmm. the boys. Or something. I just I couldn't watch that. I was like, man, yeah, that's that a is, good show. That is an excellent show, by the way. Everybody should watch that show. But it's um, season two. Yeah. Hold it's, on. It's, what it's, about it's, the girls? Uh, there's girls in there, too. You fucking sexist. This is this yeah, is I the Habibi's the oh, dirt. Women, I didn't, I didn't name the show. Gone. I yeah. didn't name the show, so you know. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm saying but, um, that the people who named the show, they're a bunch of sexists naming it the yeah, boys. Yeah, probably, probably. They're Hollywood elitists, so yeah, of course they are. Yeah, but um, that's the way that they are. The I, I tried, like I said, I tried, and you know, I just couldn't do it. You know, I, just, I think that's what makes too, you a winner. Out of yeah, too, out of the debates last night, not watching it, <laughs> turning it off after ten minutes. Well, from what I from what I you know, just listening to some podcasts and listening to reading some you know analysis about it, just Trump was his usual self, and Joe Biden was his usual self. So Trump was just maybe a little bit higher than usual. So I, I'm hmm. you know maybe I don't know, it's just a little more uh, vociferous, if you want to say. So he's yeah. a little bit more you know more Trumpy if you can actually do that. I'm not really yeah. sure you can. It was it was, I think, um it was peak Trump. And I don't know what his strategy was other than to completely throw Biden off of his game. And I think every you know, if there was one clip that really sort of set the tone, I believe it was this. I got I got it right here. Here. If Senate Republicans go ahead and confirm Justice Barrett. Uh, there has been talk about ending the filibuster or even packing the court, adding to the nine justices there. You call this a distraction by the president, but in fact, it wasn't brought up by the president. It was brought up by some of your Democratic colleagues in, well, the, saying... in the Congress. So my question to you is, you have refused in the past to talk about it. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or... Packing the court. Whatever position I take on that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Court? Let Vote now. You pack Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, wouldn't you answer that because question? Because the you question is, the question Supreme is, the radical question, left. Will you who shut is up, your, Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so right. Gentlemen, this is, I think this we've is ended so this. Unprecedented. The court. We have end, oh, no, no. Not give a list. We have ended this segment. We'll move on to this. Okay, so uh I feel like that was the what opened the floodgates right there is telling uh saying, Well you shut up, man. And it some I saw some people being like, Oh no, Biden took the bait. Like he let he let Trump get to him. Um do you think do you think it was a bad look for Biden? I I don't think so personally. I think uh, you know I don't think and look look at it this way. Um, Biden told him to shut up and called him a clown, called him a racist. Mm -hmm. That stuff in a regular debate. Let's say that was Mitt Romney and 
Obama like in 2012 or mm -hmm. 2011, and that happened, and to say Obama called Romney that, it would be a huge, huge story. Yeah. But just because who Trump is, that's like Biden's like, that's like, you know, nothing compared to like what Trump does. So, I mean, it's yeah, like, it doesn't and like, and like the buried lead, uh, Jay, is the fact that the question was about court packing and Biden completely dodged it. Like, that is a big deal when talking about the Supreme Court. Uh, if it, Democrats have been making this threat that if uh, President Trump uh, fills Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat before the election and Democrats take the White House and the Senate, they're going to add more justices to the Supreme Court and tilt the uh, court back to a liberal uh, a lean. Right. And if Trump just let him answer, which he was just going to completely dodge the question, not answer it, that would have been the story for it. The story would have been Biden dodges the question again, will not answer the question about, about court packing. But instead, what we're getting is how could he answer a question when Trump doesn't let him answer anything or didn't even let him speak? And yeah. that's what's going to be the the what's it called the 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 narration of what happened at the debate yeah, yeah here's, and here's here's what's going on well how i see it just from listening to certain people talk about it, it's like trump had a mission to go in there and, and he has raised, he has set the bar so low for biden okay that biden only has to just like sound uh, just like a normal person to to jump over that bar mm -hmm. but trump even when when Biden's trying to step on himself and talk, you know, make himself sound like the age that he is, Trump would even let it. Trump just saved him. Trump is Trump as usual. Trump is his own worst enemy. Okay, all he had to do is go up there, let make Biden answer tough questions, be quiet, let uh, Biden drown himself. Mm -hmm. And Trump couldn't do it. His ego is that big that he couldn't do it. He couldn't just sit back and let Biden dr uh, drown himself or hang himself, however, you, however that metaphor goes. And all the time when. Every time Biden's trying to speak, Trump is just talking over. Him. Even though Biden's just saying gibberish, you know, yeah. but nobody can hear him saying gibberish because Trump is just kind of interrupting him. So, I mean, yeah. like as usual, Trump is his own worst enemy. So, yeah, no, I mean, I agree that Trump is his own worst enemy, but I feel like, you know, we didn't really get any substantive out of this debate, and I feel like that might have been the strategy there was to make sure that if Trump was going to beat Biden in a debate, it was going to be by throwing him off of his game and making him look as unpresidential as possible so that when people look at the differences between Trump and Biden and people have been accusing Trump of being unpresidential, but yet they get all these sound bites from Biden saying, you know, shut up, man. And like, this guy's a clown and all that sort of stuff. Like, does it really, does it really think, do you really think that that's like the strategy that he went in with? Or is it something like, yeah, he just was—he was just Trump. He was just doing it because he likes to do that stuff. Neville. Oh, sorry. I would say um, I think the strategy—if you look at it the way you would look at these debates—Trump um, is behind. Okay, however you want to put it, he's behind. He's running mm -hmm. behind, and he's not as—he's not even as close as he was to Hillary. Okay, so he's way behind. He's a good deal behind. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and he, like I said before, he lowered the bar. He made the bar so low for Biden that Biden only has to be able to walk him to the podium to, to, to clear that bar. And by the looks of what it happened yesterday, just by the reviews and just listening to everybody else, he did, he cleared, Biden cleared the bar somewhat, mm -hmm. but Trump made the, Trump um, didn't land enough hits on him to, to, you know, to close the gap because 
if Trump is trailing and he's the president, Trump is trailing, he has to make he has to do something to to make sure he can bring himself closer. And he did not do that last night, as far as I can tell. Like I said, here's, I didn't watch the whole debate, but I don't see that he did that in any way. To close here's where here's where I push back because I think one of the one of the things I saw was that um, people who were watching the debate were generally annoyed by it. And if anything, were dissuaded into voting it by, you know, we're voting by, uh, I'm sorry, voting for either candidate. And I feel like that was subtly the goal to get to, to remove that enough. contrast, to remove that contrast between uh, Trump and Biden and create it so that it energizes Trump's base and the people who are going to vote against Trump um, or were on the fence and didn't and had some animosity towards Trump. Uh, I feel like they were probably um, dissuaded by it. But yeah, uh, Jay, in your view, do you think uh, this this debate changed many people's minds? No, I don't. I really don't. I think the people who are going to be voting for Trump will stay voting for Trump. People who mm -hmm. don't want to vote for Trump are not going to vote for Trump. Yeah, but are they going to vote for Biden, though? Uh, a lot of the people were not going to vote for Biden to begin with. I think... The people who are dead set to not vote for Trump are going to vote for, for Biden. Yeah. People are dead set on it. And those are the ones who wanted to vote third party or Bernie bros or whatever. You're going to have a lot more people uh, voting for Biden as a um, uh, like a referendum vote against Trump mm -hmm. compared to voting third party because they didn't like anyone because yeah. they're exhausted. They, they don't want to make the same mistake they did, the, they did last time. Yeah. I think what would have helped Trump better is if he was instead of being a like bullish, like he was in the first debate with Hillary, if he mm -hmm. was a little bit more trying to throw zingers and jokes and joking around and stuff like that, instead of trying to be aggressively like the bully. Mm -hmm. uh, Billy Finn. Thank you, Billy. He says uh, basically any other elected Republican debating in Trump's place lands numerous kill shots. That was such an easy debate and he blew it royally. Interesting. I actually want to bring up a few clips because uh, I uh, I was screaming um, because of some of the insults Trump landed on Biden. Here are a couple. February and he didn't even tell you. He's on record as saying it. He panicked or he just looked at the stock market. One of the two, because guess what? A lot of people died and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter, a lot quicker. So, Mr. President, did you use the word smart? Uh, so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't <laughs> go to so. Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years, you've done nothing. Well, let's have this debate. And if we'll you would have had, let me just tell you something. <laughs> There's nothing smart about you, Joe. That He really said that shit. That, that was, that's hysterical. Like, this is that's the That's tame for Trump, actually. This is the, <laughs> I mean, I know it's tame for Trump, but like, just, I mean, I, for some reason, I feel like insulting someone's intelligence, um, just in my view, because like uh, it, that is like maybe instead, you know, like it's just like beneath like going after someone's family <laughs> or going after their disability or something like that, something they can't control. Like that is yeah. like the that's like the max you can go with 
Um, maybe, maybe saying someone's incompetent, I don't know, but saying someone there's nothing smart about you, Joe, like that is whoo, that's that's a hot, that's a that's a that that was that's spicy right there. It is, and I think that is where Trump would have been better if he stayed there. And that, like, because he's like, there's nothing smart about you, and 47 years we have nothing from you, nothing mm -hmm. to show from it. Instead of, I mean, there are some legitimate things he could have said the way he says things in order to really hit Biden and really get him. But the mm -hmm. whole the whole time he did that once or twice during the debate, to be honest, like those yeah. type of insults and those type of zingers, and the rest of it was. I mean, you, you get like, what, five words out of Biden before he starts looking at the screen and going like this. And every time he's doing this, I think exactly. he wants to come out and touch Siraj's peepee. Just like, <laughs> I want. He said he, all he had to do was let Biden speak. Let Biden right. speak. Let Biden speak and let him touch my peepee. And let him touch Siraj's peepee. <laughs> that would have been wild. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean – I mean, Jay, I think you and I have a, a, a similar favorite moment. And because, uh, Neville, you didn't, you only lasted 10 minutes. Um, I'm going to just play my favorite moment from the debate. Dollars. You paid millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And, so yes. not 700. Millions of dollars. And you'll get to see I, it. I, and you'll get to when? see it. But and let me Shalom. just tell you, Chris, let me just tell you something that it was the tap. Habibis, it's happening. We fucking got him. Jeff Biden <laughs> fucking ben. got him. And I am going to show you how bad we got him. Where is it? Where is that shit? Where is it? Come on. Boom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah, we got him. No, if now he we got it. did that, he would win 52 states easily. Grow that beard 52 out. states. 57 states, bro. 57 we got states. 69 states. Okay, nice. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> I just love um, the way he said inshallah, too. It's okay. so fucking white and Midwestern. It's insane. Okay, but there was a particularly bad moment, uh, and this was for President Trump. Um, and this is in relation to um, – uh, Chris Wallace asking him to the, to condemn white supremacy. Let me play the clip. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what are you, what are you, you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white supremacists and white supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing White supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what okay. his it's an idea. FBI. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then. Okay, so that was uh, not. Uh, I don't know why uh, Trump couldn't just say, "Yeah, fuck white supremacists." Like they don't, they're not part of our campaign. Um, but there was almost the immediate backlash from the right 
that they were trotting out every single time that Trump did denounce white supremacy, which he has. But like, what's stopping you from condemning them on national TV it, during a debate that mo you know a healthy you know a significant percentage of Americans and people around the world are watching? Um, it just it just sort of boggles my mind. I mean, and we even have Tim Scott, um, the senator from South Carolina. Uh, the first black Republican to be elected to the Senate in South Carolina. Um, they essentially you, you sound disappointed. Uh, no, I sound disappointed. No, no, no. Um, Tim Scott did when I heard. Oh, Tim heard. Scott. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I'm trying to pull up the quote here because um, it, it's escaping me, but he said, um, where is it? It's now fucking escaping me. Where is it? God no, he it. said, he said, um, that he thinks he misspoke and oh, he said if he, he doesn't correct it, if he doesn't correct it, then he didn't misspeak. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, to to push back a little bit on it is when he was like, "Do you condemn white supremacy?" He's like, "Sure, just give me a name, I'll and and whatever." But yeah, then, but like that's I, I mean, like just give me a name, like that's it's the it's the idea, it's the he, the he concept, the movement. White, white supremacy, I condemn wholeheartedly. But the violence we're seeing is mainly from the left. That's yeah, the best just, way he could have said it. I, I think fucked up just a little bit from Biden, and he completely fucked up. I, I feel like he could have done it unequivocally without adding any level of what about what about. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you, there's no reason to what about you know white supremacy. I mean, yeah. we all know the history, what's going on in this country, and the, the you know Jim Crow and slavery and all types of whatever. And there's no reason to what about it. You don't have to say Antifa, you know, but Antifa. You just say white supremacists are bad. And yeah. if you'll notice, they didn't ask, uh, reporters never asked this question of George W. Bush or or uh, or Mitt Romney to condemn mm -hmm. white supremacists. They never asked them that. You know why? Because white supremacists weren't excited about them. And they didn't think they had a, you know, they didn't think they had a fellow bigot in the White House. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, I've always thought Trump was a bigot. I don't think he's a white supremacist. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a difference between a white supremacist and a bigot. But Trump is definitely a bigot to me. I mean, so, I mean, I, I understand. I see why he can't do it. I know I, one reason he can't do it because he, he's a person that anybody that's a fan of him, he doesn't want to put him down. Yeah. So anybody that likes him, that says nice stuff about him, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to offend them because they say nice stuff about him. But but and, he, he has he has said the words I condemn white supremacy. Yeah yeah yeah. Of course he has. But I mean, but you know you you know when somebody really says it and when they're really when they says it and when they're really saying it. I mean yeah, you can like, tell. And I mean, then he doesn't, they're he done with it. Yeah, he doesn't put in a really saying it moment. Exactly. That's what he should have said. He's he he says it, but he like you know he, he when he reads it off a teleprompter or something like yeah. that. But he doesn't really put his heart behind it. And everybody knows this. I mean anybody anybody that's a serious thinker or a serious person can tell you that Trump doesn't really condemn it in the ways that I say Tim Scott would condemn it, would condemn it. Okay. Yeah. Or even I, I'm Marco Rubio or anybody else would condemn it. He doesn't yeah. do it. And everybody can see it. They just don't want to, they don't want to admit it because it might say something about them, you know, and you know, it yeah. is what it is. Sarah Jacobs. Thank you, Sarah. She says, if Trump disavows white supremacy, Wallace, Chris Wallace, the moderator can say, finally, you're finally for the first time condemning it. Yeah. I see that side too, as well. And, and that, um, it's almost never enough, um, for Trump, uh, to condemn white supremacy. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's those things where if, he's like, if he acts wishy-washy, 
Yeah, it's all right. If you to, if you if from first time they've asked him from like way back in Charlottesville days, if he had really just came down and put his foot down on the white supremacist's neck, mm-hmm. the people would stop asking him about it. I don't he think just, they would. It's just I think they would, yes, because if he did it when he went with some vigor, you know, with some vigor, like he really meant it from the bottom of his heart. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like he was disgusted that you'd even say that to him. People would stop asking him about it, but he doesn't do it. So people keep asking. I mean, you know, it's that simple. Yeah. So another aspect of that whole thing was the um, um, the Antifa stuff. So that was the um, Biden said that Antifa is an idea, and it's oh, which is idiotic. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not an idea. Um, Jane Styles says, "Thank you, Jane. If Trump had done an hour of actual prep, it would have made a world of difference. Yeah, probably." Um, Bean Dude 99, Nate BB, thank you. Cutting off mics won't work. They need the trap door above a tank of sharks with freaking laser beams coming out of their heads. Yeah, that's the commission of presidential debates, uh, starting to revise or restructure uh, the remaining debates. And one of the uh, things that they're going to do is cut off people's mics. Um, you gotta do something because this is that's embarrassing. I mean, yeah. them just talking over each other like that is embarrassing. I mean, at least at least let them answer the question, then you can start talking over each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, you know, getting un- go ahead, and then like uh, it would be you have two minutes, so the other mic is muted, and then after yeah. your two minutes is done, you got one minute rebuttal between each other, and then you cut the yeah. other mic for two minutes for another question, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's yeah. very simple. I, I, I feel like almost though to the moderator, that would be a little bit, I think that would be too. If it's yeah. The moderator scheduled. can't do it. Cause then he's going to be like, you know, somebody's going to, oh, they're already complaining about Chris Wallace. And so, I mean, right. <laughs> you know, so, oh, yeah. Well, you know. yeah. I mean, when you look at Chris Wallace's job, how do you think he did? I mean, what can you do in that situation? Honestly? I mean, you know, you know, they're just talking, the what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Walk off the stage, basically just quit and say, you know, I can't do this. I'm out of here. Get it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I don't know what I would have done if I moderated the, the debate, but uh, that's because you the condition on presidential debates is Islamophobic and never uh, thought of me. So, <laughs> right. Anyway. You can't disrespect the president. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, you know, Mr. President, would you shut the hell up so I can answer, so Joe Biden can answer a question? Or, you know, you can't yeah. really do that. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, interesting. I mean, I think it's interesting that uh, of one of the hardest, biggest blows that uh, Trump used on biden was hitting him for the uh 1994 crime bill which biden sponsored as a senator and Mm -hmm. it i mean that's that's something that the left has been um hitting biden on for some time um yet it feels like it's lost its its sort of impact because of biden being hit on this for some time um it's also it's, it's, it's also weird Oh, yeah, yeah, it's also I'll, hard I'll, to hit him on that crime bill and then say he's not part of that Antifa. crime at the same. Yeah, he's part yeah, of he's part it's of Antifa. Hard, it's hard to have it both ways, you know. So it is. It is tough. It's all. It's a tough, tough thing. A tough uh, attack to make. And having Kamala Harris, who is an actual cop, um, albeit a very leftist cop now, um, be part of that campaign. Um, but I want to get to one more story before we let you go, Neville. But um, and this is on Brad Parscale. The um, he was the Trump campaign manager um in 2020 and he is now leaving the campaign to focus on his family as well as his mental health and uh this was from a little earlier in which he said that he was uh he described being under overwhelming stress 
and uh, his wife, Candy uh, Parscale, um, she, while initially alle alleging some level of uh, domestic violence or abuse, um, wow, she I now says she, well, she now says that her her uh, apparent allegations were misconstrued, um, and it was interesting. And I, I'm going to play this clip because this is just uh, kind of odd. Um, if you saw the video from the cops who are surrounding him, this is from um, the body cam. Let me play that. So she started saying all this shit. Hey, get on the ground, man. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground, man. Jesus. Get on the ground. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Hey, we'll figure it all out, right? Don't worry. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. We're gonna get you off the ground in just a second, okay? Okay, you're all right. Relax. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Okay, so that was um, from this past weekend, and it was initially reported as it was initially reported as Brad Parscale like barricaded himself in his home and threatened to harm himself and had like a bunch of loaded handguns, and then the um. It was weird because, of course, like people on the left were like shitting on Brad Parscale and not like um, they were sort of saying, you know, making diminishing the impact of mental health. And then this whole thing about these allegations of domestic violence came out. And um, and then the wife is uh, uh, Candy Candy um, Parscale is, is sort of walking that back. But I mean, like this is this is all just so weird. And I think the the video, the reason I played that is because um, this dude, Torre, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, oh, yeah. He tweeted out something and let me, let me try to pull it up. But he tweeted along something along the lines of uh, like addressing it to black Twitter saying black Twitter, what was more satisfying to watch um, Brad Parscale get tackled by the police or that white woman getting tased by police for not wearing a mask at a football game. And it's like, it's still fucking state violence. I mean, like, yeah, even I mean, if you don't like the person's yeah. politics, like, sure, yeah, that, that shit might be way over the top. Although I will say, Parscale did not, um, he did not comply with police officers when they told him to get on the ground. So I feel like they had to uh, tackle him. But, like, who takes pleasure in that shit? No. I mean, you know, status, so. Basically, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that looked to me that looked like overwhelming force to me. I mean, I just you know, I couldn't hear the video, but it's, it looks like that looks like too much force for a guy that's just out there in the old typical Florida man. Like he's drinking a beer and on a Sunday or something like that, but doesn't look like any kind of threat. So you know, yeah, yeah. no shirt, like it didn't have no shirt. He's got some, you know, some it looks like short, some Trump song. Yeah, if Jay were just a little bit whiter and much, much, much taller, much taller than five three. <laughs> Um, I bore I you, son of a bitch. 
I feel yeah. like I feel like that would have been. I didn't, I, I didn't get the. I have height to apologize for no, yeah, yeah. I have to apologize for Jay not getting my height. I mean, you know, I'm, a whole, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm almost a whole foot taller than he is. I don't know what happened there. Sorry, oh, it's all good. Well, I mean, I got this camera. It makes me look taller than I than I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a booster chair. Uh, well, Neville. Um, before we let you go, um, how's it been being off of Twitter? Um, well, it's been fine. I mean, it's been uh, it's been fun. I mean, I'm actually getting I was actually getting used to not uh, checking it every few seconds. You know, you, you know, you get that with your phone. You're walking around. You're just like mm -hmm. checking to what's going on. The only thing I missed, I miss you know talking to some of the the people on there that I like. But I miss getting the news. You know, because you can always get the news really quick from Twitter. You know, if something's going on, something happening. You always get it like really updated. So I missed that part. But you know, I don't. You know, I'm like trying to get back into it, and I'm not really feeling it yet. So I, I'm sure I'll get back into it in a few days, but I'm just not really back there yet. So you know, I don't want to leave Twitter, but I just I, I'm trying to get myself not to be as frequent oh, a guest on there. Yeah, frequent yeah. a guest on there as I need to. I need to spend more time doing other more productive things and arguing with people about you know how much I hate Trump or whatever. So yeah, well. or defending or defending myself because I don't. I'm a, supposedly I'm having people question if I'm a conservative because I don't like Trump. So you know, I, I, yeah. I, I get tired of doing that too. So it's like, uh, well, more productive things you can be doing with your day. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, Neville, you now have a you now have a new Twitter handle, right? What is it? Formerly CBM. Formerly, formerly CBM. I yeah, changed. I changed it because I didn't want to be. Just to be honest with you, I didn't want to be classed as a conservative anymore before anybody knew anything about me because you know my name was conservative black man. And you know, as soon as you see that it, name, uh, Jay's dad, I could do that too. Jay's dad, that would work, yeah. But I don't yeah. want everybody to know that I'm trying to keep that on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I wanted to get that out of there. So, the first thing people see is not conservative, you know, because that name used to. When you had conservative, like when I first started Twitter, like in 2012, I mean, conservative wasn't like a bad word. You know what I mean? Now it's mm -hmm. basically a bad word. You know, it's basically what, what we did, the liberalism, uh, conservatives made liberal a bad word. So they changed it to progressive. You know what I mean? Right. So conservative yeah. is now like a bad word. Basically, it's like, you know, nobody respects it anymore. So I'm just like, you know, I don't want to be classed as that anymore. And certain, I don't want to be classed with certain people. You know, so I, I'm just going to go my own way. And I, I'm still a conservative. I still believe in everything I believe before, but I just don't want to be thrown in with a certain lot of people. So I just, I said, let me change that and get that out of there and just use my regular name and all kind of stuff. Mm. Right. Oh, well, Jay, you have anything you want to say to your dad before we you let him uh, watch the rest of the NBA? Did you get the milk? Did you get the milk, Jay? <laughs> Oh man, still ain't got the milk. It's on the way, man. It must be on a. I think it's on a Pony Express. You said that like twenty years ago. It's on the Pony. It's on the Pony Express. I might get there. You know, maybe sometime in December before before Christmas, maybe. Oh, I forgot. You don't celebrate Christmas. Forget it. You heathen. Inshallah, inshallah, we'll get here before Christmas. All right, Neville Doyle, thank you so much for joining us for Habibi Power Hour. It's been a pleasure having you back. You're our first convert, and probably our last one as well, too. I'm going to go get on my prayer rug now, so I'll be seeing you. Inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you. See you. Okay, see you. Oh, that was Neville Doily right there. Always a pleasure having the Habibi on. Um, before we get into the rest of the news this week, um, today, September 30th, final day of uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And today, in particular, um, tonight, 
uh, midnight is the uh, it is the expiration or the deadline of the Creating Hope Act. This bill establishes an incentive for drugs to be developed expressively for children with rare diseases, including cancer. This program is responsible for de developing over 24 uh, drugs uh, for pediatric rare diseases, including cancer. Um, the Gabriella Miller Kids First 2.0, the bill that will expand funding for childhood diseases by redirecting monetary penalties leveled against pharmaceutical manufacturers towards valuable research. Uh, that's what's currently on the table. But of course, you know, with Congress not doing shit, um, there's not really anything we can like do usual. besides calling our representatives. Um, but there has been a, I mean, I don't have TikTok. But um, there is uh, um, Jay. I don't know. Did you get that? Did you get this? No, I did. I'll, I'll be uh, tweeting it out. It's okay uh, for uh, Isabella Henderson from Collinsville, Oklahoma. Um, she. We were trying to get Bruno Mars to you know reach out to her, send a shout out to her um, because she's currently going through it right now, and I can't get into much details. I'll let Jay's Twitter do that um and you guys when you see it go ahead and hit that retweet button let's try to get it up to bruno mars's people i i don't have any connection to bruno mars uh even though all three of us, i mean I, I i thought being this uh white would have made it happen but <laughs> no. right now. yeah um but yeah go to four square your dick all this time I'm trying to do a fucking childhood <laughs> cancer PSA right. and you're talking about sucking. <laughs> Sometimes I just, I can't help myself. Jay, you're going to hell. <laughs> right. The first one down there. <laughs> Your mother is watching. Mom, oh, you raised God. a whore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is what happens when you don't have a father around. Oh my God. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate you so much. You're the worst. <laughs> Anyways, we're definitely going to hell. Um, it's absolutely it's so bad. It's so bad. Anyways, um, God, I hate you so much. Oh, my mom just said that the Creating Hope Act passed in the House today, and now they're just waiting for the Senate. Ah, uh, that's good to hear. There we go, Mary Lanette. Creating hope back passing the house today, waiting for the Senate, as Jay just said. So everything I said was moot. Wow. If only Mary gave us that update before going on the air. And now I don't look like I such know, a dumbass. It might have been important. Well, I yeah, think she just wanted been. to make us look look stupid. Thanks, yeah. mom. Thanks, mom. Jesus. <laughs> Go clean your room. <laughs> now, now, now she understands why I miss her first call and then I call her back later. Wait, wait, what? Oh, no, do you mean like you just... <laughs> like she calls, I just let it ring, and then I just call her back later. <laughs> okay. Um, so I love you, Mom. Love you too, Ma. Um, I feel like... No, I really feel bad because um, this, as we were saying before, going into this episode, there was mm -hmm. just way too much news to cover. And we, I feel like we didn't really um, do a good job, uh, or I felt like I didn't do a good job. Jay, you never do a good job. I feel like I didn't do a good job of really keeping myself on on top of everything. Wow, this is I'm how you so treat busy. the talent. 
(laughs) 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 No, it's like we've been saying, like, I mean, with everything that was going on, especially with the debate, I think the debate was just so draining that everything else was just like out of out of our minds. And we didn't want to go back and actually see anything from when I got fucked up last night. And then we did the post uh, debate stream right afterwards. Like, oh, yeah, you were you were hammered. Oh, man, I was done. Hammered. That was insane. So bad. But. I think we were pretty caught up with some of the most important stuff that happened that week, though. Yeah. Well, the most important thing that um, is like a blip on the radar now um, is what happened on Saturday. And that was President Trump nominated Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. And we all expected it. We knew it was going to happen. And, um, that it, it garnered a lot of, uh, weird and over the top reactions from people on the left and right. But before we do that, Mary, thank you. She says, I love you more. I, I assume she's directing that to me and not to Jay. Absolutely. I'm just (laughs) one of the biggest disappointments in her life. It's okay, mom. I get the messages. uh anyways back to acb i'm trying to find uh some of the most over-the-top responses because i didn't have anything ready for tonight i literally Kiss just pulled your rights goodbye women they're yeah, gone get them all goodbye they're you gone can't, you can't you, you can't get them back you're not getting those rights you're not getting those rights again nope we're gonna rewrite the constitution and be like every woman woman has to know how to make five sandwiches they have to know how to make a five sandwiches they have to know how to make a pizza they have to know how to make a hot dog they have to know how to make pastrami on rye and they have to know how to make turkey with mayo and a slice of american cheese those five sandwiches and that's all they're allowed to learn that's it that's it that's it doesn't seem so bad it's over It's over, Habibis. It's over. Anyways, the reason that we bring up ACB is because we got got some wild shit from uh, Ibram Kendi over here. Um, And the reason the photo is gone is because Jenny Beth Martin, who (laughs) was originally tweeting it out. Now, she is the president of Tea Party Patriots. And then if you're not familiar with the Tea Party conservative group um came up in the years of obama um she tweeted out a photo of uh i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can find it right here because i'm sure i took a screen grab but it is essentially jay 100 sorry there you fucking go jesus christ it's like what the fuck i know it's fucking insane where is it's it? It's fucking insane. Here, no, it was, here's the yeah, photo. There it is. So here's the photo that Jenny Beth Martin tweeted out. It is a photo of that's not even Amy Coney Barrett. If you could see yeah. it right there, that is her sister, uh, Carrie Coney Urbanski. Uh-huh. They all keep their maiden name, and then Matt, her husband, just Matt. Um. But Jenny Beth Martin, you went to Cornell. 
What? Matt, he went to Cornell. Look at him. You know he went to Cornell. How do you, what? Why Cornell? Cornell University. Huh? Yeah, no, no, but why? Why are you saying Cornell? Well, because his name is Matt, and he looks like a very typical white guy. I mean, look at the polo. That that that. But why? Why fucking Cornell? <laughs> it's the whitest university name I know outside of like really Michigan the and, and Yale and Stanford and Harvard. I feel, I feel like and UCLA and I, uh, OSU and OU and <laughs> no, you know it's like the most. You know it's like the whitest university. What University of Vermont? Damn. That place is white as fuck, and also everybody's a, a, a stoner. So, but I get, I can see where you you think you know that Matt Urbanski, uh, Carrie Coney's uh, husband, um, went to Cornell. I guess the red shirt tipped you off. Anyways, the point of the matter is they thought that this was Amy Coney Barrett, and we're getting besides the point. <laughs> as usual. We're getting besides the point. So this is what Ibrahim Kendi tweets out because you just got to see it to believe how fucking stupid it is. And the guy guy is. So he wrote. Now, this is before Amy Coney Barrett was even officially nominated. Um, (laughs) This is so great. Thomas. Thomas says, what the fuck? I went to UVM. (laughs) (laughs) And his name is Thomas. Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) And he's probably white. (laughs) Oh, shit. And holy shit, it's just white people who are insecure about being around white people in the whitest state in the country. I'm telling you, (laughs) UVM is the whitest university in the country. It's it's like, why didn't you go anywhere else? (laughs) I'm glad I, I'm glad I hit that on the mark right there. Um, So Ibram Kendi, he quote tweets, Jenny Beth Martin, who again, posted the wrong photo. uh, That wasn't Amy Coney Barrett. And this is what he writes. He says, some white colonizers in scare quotes, adopted black children. They have in scare quotes against civilized these Scare quotes again, savage children in the superior ways. I forgot the scare quotes in the superior. So they civilize these savage children in the superior ways of white people while using them as props in their lifelong pictures of denial while cutting the biological parents of these children out of the picture of humanity. He then goes on to say, and whether this is Barrett or not is not the point. It is a belief too many white people have if the if they have or adopt a child of color, they then they can't be racist. I'm challenging the idea that white parents of kids of color are inherently, quote unquote, not racist. And the bots completely change what I'm saying to, quote, white parents of kids of color are inherently racist. <laughs> These live and fake bots are good at their propaganda. Let's not argue with them. You can see the ratio just going out the, the fucking window here. Um, I, I mean, the thing is, there is ser- something to be said about um, how adopting a child of color doesn't automatically disqualify you from being a racist. There is something there. But what Ibrahim Kendi's main point is, is that he's highlighting how this has to be the case for Amy Coney Barrett and her uh, and her husband. Like there's, they only adopted them because they're trying to civilize these savage children 
in their superior ways and that they are cutting out the biological parents of these children. And we actually, and he doesn't have the backstory any more than I have the backstory on how they adopted these children, but they adopted these children from Haiti. And um, one of them, I believe, I believe one of them has special needs. And then the other one, yes, one they of them adopted out after the, um, the, what was it? The 2010 or 2011 uh, Haiti earthquake that devastated the country and left right. so many orphans, uh, so much destruction. And um, I'm surprised, like it, at that point, like you have to wonder th if people don't attempt, is it racist to not adopt these children because like for, because you're white and they're black? Like, is that like you're damned if you're racist, if you do racist, if you don't. I, am whole... I, am, am I, I'm like, he's gaslighting me, making me feel like I'm insane for even, even trying to rationalize what his argument is. And that's the whole, that's the beauty of their argument. Like critical racial theory is if you're trying to argue with it logically, you're going to make yourself go crazy because their argument itself is illogical. They don't put logic into it. And this idea of anti-racist and racist and how you can be inherently racist and inherently anti-racist and all this kind of bullshit gibberish yeah. is just so they can have the the ability to degrade you and put you into a, a put you into a category of being like moral, morally inferior to them because they're uh, anti-racist and they're the good guys and all this kind of stuff. I, I just see it as, as an excuse for people like, uh, like Kendi to be racist against white people. Mm. And they, they make, he makes $20,000 per 45 minute meeting. He just got $10 oh, million yeah. Dollars yeah, from Fairfax County, from the County I live in. Holy shit. Right. Fairfax and County gave him $20,000 and they can't answer for it. Uh, right. It's it's and they don't even have enough money to pay the bills. It's fucking crazy. It really is. It's it's fucking insane. And it's for a 45 minute stupid shit. And mm -hmm. he's making this money. Has he adopted any uh, anyone from uh, Haiti? Has he adopted any any kids from, you know, impoverished places to, to help him? Has he done mm. any of this shit? No, he hasn't. And all he does is he calls his criticizers just racist. That's it. He doesn't even engage with anyone who who is criticizing his shit. And the the left eat this garbage up. Like the people on the left, libs and democrats and stuff like that eat this garbage up. They're sick. Anyone who who follows this kind of crap, who actually gives this kind of shit the light of day are just fucking dumb shits in my mind. Okay, so Taylor, thank you, Taylor. She says, look up Ibrahim Kendi's original name. The grift is strong with this one. I pulled up his, let's zoom in there. <laughs> his, his birth name is Henry Rogers. <laughs> I'm just finding out about yeah. that now. That's oh. fucking, it, oh, it, does that mean his, his parents were inherently racist for giving him a name like that? uh probably that's I what mean, it is let's let's find out that's other people named uh is it henry like henry kissinger the fucking war criminal 
<laughs> or is he exactly named after or is he named after Henry Cavill, Superman, who <laughs> is basically a symbol for white supremacy? Uh oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. What? Yeah, and tweet it. Henry what what are you tweeting? You're tweeting out my jokes now? Rogers is a symbol of wow. white supremacy. Wow, 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 and Jay. is inherently racist. My fucking God. You see what I give this guy? Motherfucker. Everybody retweet it. <laughs> Dwab Winkle. Thrush. Thank you, Dwab. <laughs> I'm also in Fairfax and knew about wasting money on this nonsense. But what do you mean about uh, Fairfax County Public Schools having funding issues? Here's what I mean. Uh, let me pull up the story. Fairfax. X. Maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm. Who knows? Fairfax County, Ibram Kendi. See, you guys are going on a journey with us. Yep. Yep. Are we pulling up the Federalist? No, let's do Fox 5 DC because people are going to be like, oh, they pull up the Federalists. They're discredited. They're right. You know, they're. Who funds the Federalists? Who funds the Federalists? Your Let's... mom with her blowjobs. Whoa. My mom? Your mom. Your mom is a saint. Stuff for law. She is a saint. She's a saint. Bruce's mom. Oh. Uh, Sarah Jacobs asked, did he convert? I don't know what he, you know, critical race theory, I guess, is a religion to think about it. But anyways, uh, back to Fairfax County uh, School District. So they paid $20,000 for uh, one hour. And let's see here. The district says it was a timely topic. Let's let, let me zoom in. I'm gonna zoom in. For you Timely topic. God, oh, these people it's... are just fucking sick. I'm zooming in on my actual screen, not on this. God damn it! Truly, the the worst at this. Come on, come on. Let's read together. It's like reading Rainbow, <laughs> reading reading Habibi Rainbow. Uh, I don't want to see this Fox News app. Come on. This is what happens when you have a 2014 MacBook Pro. Everything just runs slow as shit. Um, right, 2014. I'm running. Man, we got it. We got to get this shit updated. We got so it we bad. We got it real bad. We got it yeah, real, man. real bad. I want to jerk, <sighs> jerk off. I mean, I mean, Twitch together. What? Yeah, twi- jerk and Twitch together. No, no. Um, <laughs> did you see that? Uh, this is off topic, but did you see that uh, the United States is the uh, world leading export? exporter of sperm well yeah i mean and that and that jay is the world leading the world's leading importer of sperm (laughs) uh anyways um open my throat and go straight in back to kendy so apparently the district says it was a timely topic selected by the staff but it comes at a time when people are scrambling for funds to address how to navigate distance learning and in-person learning for students. That's what I mean by funding issues is that because of the coronavirus pandemic, um, they are stretched thin in terms of funding uh, efforts to um, essentially. Billy, Billy, shoot that shot, Billy. Jay, you didn't fucking finish my sentence. Sorry. God damn it. I- <laughs> Billy, 
Billy's throwing that Arab money around, man. I, I know. No. But can you fucking finish my sentence first, please? I, I apologize. Let's go back to it. Are, are, are you going to say it? 100%. Thank you, fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I lost my goddamn train of thought, Jay. What the fuck? I apologize, man. Look, I'm just here trying to to watch, help a friend, and another friend. You know, get to doing the naughty and screaming inshallah and alhamdulillah to each other. <laughs> Let's go to that comment then, Billy Finn. Thank you, Billy. He says how to be an anti infidel by Siraj X Hashmi. Also, I hope Rachel is having a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he changed it to the Scrooge McDuck uh, meme that they did for him. Oh, yeah. Was it Fuzzy or Mitch? One of the other guys did it. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. Boris Farage says, hey, Boris is here. He didn't sleep through his alarm. Uh, He said Fox 5 canceled what Siraj is looking for because Fox always cancels Siraj. (laughs) This oh, is true, but is I will true. say I will say this: uh, Fox Five DC has been a reliable supporter of the Habibis. Uh, Jim Loke over there, shout out to Jim. He's a good Habibi. He's probably he not really watching is. right now because he's working. But in any event, um, he's a good Habibi. Anyways, <laughs> um, that's all I was meaning by the the budget issues is that they were, you know, when you got uh, all these kids. And, you know, it's not like Fairfax County is the fair. I mean, while Fairfax County is a very wealthy county, of course, it doesn't mean everybody is wealthy. So when you see all of these classrooms trying to go virtual by um, essentially having 100%. every there you go, fucking a, uh, by having every <laughs> uh, family have access to Internet, a laptop like extra spare laptops so like their kids have access yeah a webcam having access to that stuff like that's a lot of money like not everybody can afford that and fairfax county does have uh you know pockets where it's poor i mean not a fair i mean like the dc area is by and large um it has like three of the wealthiest counties in the entire country but that doesn't obviously mean that there isn't poverty also in the area so it's just twenty thousand dollars for a fucking 45 minute speech like holy shit where can i get that money right well we need to start spreading islam as a way to um you know wash the racism away from the united states you have to listen to to the sunnah the to the surahs and the hadiths and I, I think there's no better people to go up than you and me. We need to, we need to order some some distachas, wear turbans, and, and get going. And show. And show. We can do it. So, but what do you think? What do you think of, hmm. of ACB? Do you think she's a good pick? Are you, are you uh, happy with that? So, look, I've never been very passionate about the Supreme Court um, mm-hmm. because there's here's the thing. If you're relying so much on the Supreme Court pick to figure out whether you have rights or not, uh, I feel like at that point you've given the Supreme Court way too much power. And I think, I think, um, and I think a lot of people agree with this, is that the court has just become way too politicized and has uh, started legislating more so than it has 
it has defined, you know, given definitive rulings on things. So right. when people were, uh, when people were criticizing, uh, say for example, um, Barrett on, uh, same sex marriage, um, thinking that she wanted to have gays, uh, be stripped of their rights. Um, her disagreement with Obergefell v. Hodges, which is the landmark Supreme Court ruling, which uh, essentially 100%. legalized same-sex marriage throughout the country. Um, she was simply critiquing that the court's role is not to legislate. The court's role mm -hmm. is to interpret the Constitution and find whether certain things within our legal system is constitutional or not. Amy Coney Barrett is an originalist and a textualist. She's like a female Antonin Scalia, uh, which Hell is yeah. also fitting because Scalia was one of the clerk, one of the uh, the only Supreme Court justice she clerked for. The other mm -hmm. uh, judge she clerked for before him uh, was Judge Lawrence Silberman, and he's on the appellate court. So yeah. the thing is she doesn't say anything about whether she agrees with same-sex marriage or not. People are sort of just basing that off of her Catholic faith. Um, but for Amy Coney Barrett, um, I've heard this critique a lot and she's not alone in this and that um, she simply disagreed with the court's decision because she felt it wasn't the court's place to make that sort of landmark ruling. Much like how um, a lot of, uh, just putting the aside of the the morality of Roe v. Wade to the side for ex for a moment, um, a lot of people thought that Roe v. Wade was also overreaching because it was it was giving you know constitutional protections to women, pregnant women who wanted to have abortions, um, and that became the law of the land rather than legislating, um, whether on on the congressional level, on the federal level, or by the states on um you know restrictions on abortion and so that's currently the battle right now is where we need, where's the I line think, right and i think we need more originalists on it so they can actually have that line and be like congress and the senate have to do their jobs and not just go all the way up and just rely on the supreme court to do it for them mm -hmm. and i think we we have a a problem more so that there's a breakdown within the branches uh -huh. in order to do and get things done properly yeah. the right way, the way it's, well, it's just too lazy. Yeah. Dwab Winkle says Gorsuch's textualist argument to extend sex, sex based discrimination to include queer people was fairly compelling. I'm trying to remember the exact uh, phrasing of his, um, his actual argument because he he, ruled in the majority on that case and everyone was like oh my god he's a lib um mm -hmm. but i think it's perfectly fine like i actually agree with that decision um that if it's based if if when it comes to i think that it was the 1964 civil rights act that they were interpreting when it comes to transgender yeah. and queer based people um that it was more in line with um, if you identify as, say, if you, you were born a man, and but you had a, you know, say, a, a sex change operation, and you started to identify as a woman, um, that at the same time you could be discriminated against for, say, loving uh, someone within the same sex. So that ex that um, 
that protection would extend towards that person. Right. So that I think uh, I think Dwab actually followed up here. He said basically it would be impossible to define anti-LGBTQ practices without discriminating based on gender. Yeah, that's that's probably more in line of what I was thinking. But of course, um, you're quicker to the punch. Rachel Kaplan, thank you, Rachel. She says I'm having a great day. Love to the Habibis. Uh, this is the Rachel that Billy Finn is shooting his shot for. What up, Billy? You got this, Bill. I love it. I love it. Just love it. I love. We have love in the comments. The wedding. Love in the comments. I saw a comment earlier from Billy Finn that I get uh, very few blue, uh, very few notifications for a blue check mark. Let's just go to that so I can prove him wrong because I get a shit ton of notifications. I just don't get a notification on every single thing because some people actually use a quality filter, and I that's that basically is me. That's essentially one hundred percent me. So if we go over here, I'm not. Uh, oh God damn it. <laughs> just I, I i put i have the wrong so i have 17 notifications right here billy eight messages i have over i have at least over 100 dms i have not checked um over the last week because this past week was a week from hell as soon as i got off of bb power hour last week um i was so fucking exhausted I really bro from, from the moment birth- of last week, yeah, for your birthday, you were yeah. you were fucking exhausted. On your I was birthday. so tired, and it like my week didn't end there. I had to the next day. I had to do hashing it out, and then the day after, I had to do the balance with Jason Nichols. And then the day after, I had to make a video and explainer um, of Amy Coney Barrett. So right here we go. Anyways, um, let's see. Before I forget, um, because. I make sure. Oh, so one of the things, I mean, Jay, did you like the pick? Did you think it was a good pick? Yes. I'm, I'm very much uh, in line with the thought that we need more originalists on the Supreme court and we need to force the lettuce process to go through the right process and not just sit and rely on the Supreme court to rule and create legislation. Um, Mm. I think we need more power to the states. And I think Congress needs to stop being lazy as fuck and do their jobs properly. So uh, before, yeah, I I just want to point out. (laughs) I just want to point out one thing uh, because um, everybody's been going after uh, Barrett for her Catholic faith. And I feel like they fail to recognize that because she is, uh, sure, her judicial philosophy is that of originalism and textualism. And the two are different. They're not exactly the same. Originalism is more the uh, judicial philosophy of um, getting into the mind of what the framers intended um, when they wrote mm-hmm. the Constitution. And textualism is um, specifically. Uh, uh, interpreting uh, the text of the Constitution as written. So that includes the amendments that have been added to the Constitution since the uh, since the country's founding, because obviously they're they're called amendments for a reason. You can amend right. them at any you know point in time. Um, and uh, basically, people have been going after a Catholic faith thinking that she's going to impose 
um, her religion on her interpretation or allow it to interfere on her interpretation of these, um, you know, these rulings that she's going to be making, uh, should she be confirmed to the Supreme court, which is pretty much almost certainly going to happen. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's, it, it's going to take like an act of, act of God, uh, for her to not get on the Supreme court because they have the votes. Um, yeah. but that being said, like, it seems almost, uh, contradictory or, or at least silly or antithetical to think that, um, you, if you're a critic of ACB, uh, because she's an originalist and textualist while also saying that she's going to impose her religious views on, uh, on all of us like that, you can't have it both ways. You have to have it. It's, it's gotta be one or the other. I mean, Antonin Scalia, another Catholic and an originalist and textualist. Um, he, it's not like he let his faith, uh, influence himself or influence his interpretation of the constitution. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Habibis, it is earned time. Um, we are yeah. moving along here. 69 minutes. Nice. We're moving nice. along here. We actually don't have that much nice longer because we, we, we actually, um, we have been drinking from the fire hose. So we got only a couple more stories, but I'm going to get her right now. And, uh, Jay Ooh, is going to read some comments. So I'll be right back. All right. Hey, Fuzzy. Got drunk last night. Had a good time with your mama. Sixty-nine. <laughs> Fuzzy, we got to get together and just drink and see who gets off first. I mean, what? Uh, no, Cox, I did not get a, a hangover because uh, Fuzzy Mom makes this really good breakfast burrito. Cancels out right away. Uh, Habibi gun. I own none. I own none here. Jane, I honestly, I want to, I want, I want to get a dog. I want to get a nice little dog. Not a little, like a medium sized dog, but I don't know. Maybe like a golden retriever poodle mix or something. Uh, yes, Nate BB, my head is extra shiny because I actually, I didn't bring the lamp up here. I'm going to do some new lighting to go around. So I only have one source light that's coming on my head. So it's, it's really, really coming out strong. <laughs> no, Billy, I am not an escaped Uyghur. <laughs> well uh toddly i actually had cats everywhere i was growing up um lebanon uae united uh, here before i moved to the uae but 
now that I got since I moved back to the United States, um, like five or six years ago or something like that, I have not gotten any pet. Uh, Watkey, 10,000. Once 10,000 hits, it's over. I think I got like 400 followers left until it hits 10,000. I don't know why or what it is, but I think when you hit 10,000 followers, it's when Twitter actually you know, really starts to look into your account and see what it is and what's going on. And man, it, if uh, Branson Taylor goes, it's, it's going to, uh, um, it's going to be like the 12th or 13th one. And <laughs> Mickey is earn outside smoking a cigarette. Well, I mean, you have to understand Siraj has to, you know, butter him up. He has to get him happy. And there he is. It's the little Burn. guy. Earn. Ernie, bud. Ernie, Ernie, Ernie. Chill, bud. Uh, okay. Uh, what did I miss? Our Sheikh Ern. Uh, I was just letting him know that you have to like butter up uh, Ern, jerk him off a little bit before getting him down here. That's what's taking him so long. I mean, true. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we went over how I only have 400 followers left until the end. And the uh, eventual ban. Um, inshallah. 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 Um, so the thing is, oh, God. <laughs> um, he would have joined us last night, except he was actually he did join us last night. I right? think he did. I can't even remember, dude. I can't I even. So I can't remember. I can't remember. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold up. So fucked up. I just saw Siraj has a bald spot. Holy shit! It is not really a bald spot. It is that like a good part? There's a good part. It's not like anything's thinning. Oh God! I can't even put this on. We're gonna be skinheads together soon. I mean, I, I've I've shaved my head before, and I, um, I I'm not gonna lie. I think I look good bald. So whatever. Uh, off off topic a little bit. Are those Sony uh, headphones? Um, I don't think so. Hold on there. Give me a sec, bud. Uh, no, they're 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 senal. Uh, S E N A L, like penal. You know, like like penis. 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 No, I was just asking because I was going to get the similar looking uh, Sony ones. That's why. Because mm, 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 mm. um, these, these are going to go out soon, and I can't stream with these on on Twitch either. Yeah, Steve says, "Rod, you're two years younger than me, and I'm thinning, my friend." Yeah, I mean, my hair's thinning, but it's not like it's not like a bald spot. You know, shut the fuck up, everybody. I'm sensitive Steve, you about look, this. You look twelve. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, Habibi gun. I didn't think he would see my comment. I'm flustered. LOL. Don't worry. <laughs> Thomas says penal means jail. That's the white response in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tali 76 Rogers as bald as the Sultan's concubine. What the fuck? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's is talking that... about. I'm going to. 
What? I don't know. Sultan's. Yeah, Wonder Kimmy says, no, keep the hair, take hormones or whatever the hell if you need to. Wow. Janice like, says, you have fabulous like hair, don't let them gaslight you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being bald, but they just, you know, they, I think the Habibis feel invested in me having hair and right. we feel it's like, um, what's the best way? Whoa, 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 Billy Finn. Suraj is basically George Costanza. Fuck out of here, Billy. <laughs> you know what, Rachel? Dump his ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuzzy. Fuzzy coming through. A question for Jay. When you're washing your new Habibi Bros merch for the first time, along with your panties, uh, you are taking the clothes off first, right? I swear you're shrinking every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only part the only she, she part my clothes off with the only teeth. the only thing that shrinks on jay and it never grows back is his penis <laughs> it's uh it's it's gone quick <laughs> it's gone quick uh boris when siraj leaned forward i had a squint from the light shining off of the bald bit <laughs> I know I have the light lighting all wrong. Once I uh, once I install the LEDs and stuff like that, it's talking about me. Uh, oh, fucking idiot! Sorry. <laughs> uh, Habibi gone. Habibi, when is my shirt coming? Um, you might have to DM me, Habibi, because I don't. Maybe you messaged me about this before. I just can't. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Anyways, face says, Raj, stick with the hair. White boy hairstyles are your brand. Wow. Whoa. I should have just gone. I should have gone to UVM. You should have. Yeah, uh, you would have fit right in. Yeah. Crew Kid, 52. Raj, Serenity now. RIP, Jerry Stiller. The God. That, that dude was the man. Um. Okay. Uh... One that came okay, no big deal. Suraj just looks great with hair. Jay looks great bald too, of course. You know, we'll, we'll stick with what we got. We'll, we'll stick with what works. I just so, I just go with what God gave, Allah gave me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you, inshallah. Uh, okay, another big story that happened that we didn't get a chance to talk about and I'm looking for it right now. Um, this came from the New York Times and we all thought, it wasn't possible for Trump to. Oh, okay, it's not pulling up on my iPad, so I'm just gonna read it from my laptop. If Ernie lets me, oh, come on, Ernie, good boy. So, what am I doing here? Come on, guys. Uh, this is the time when I get flustered because I don't have the story right in front of me, and I feel like I just got to keep talking until I get it. But alas, here we are. Um. So, New York Times dropped a supposed, or depending on how you view it, a bombshell. Boom, boom, it boom. Either, it either is a bombshell or it's not a bombshell. Um, and what ended up happening was they found the New York Times found that Trump uh, somehow he essentially paid Jay. 100% 750 bucks $750 to the IRS 
Why don't you ever finish my essentially 100% Jay? You've Sorry, been off your I, game. Was, I was just looking at fucking fuzzy talking shit. I need to hide the uh, the chat. Sometimes I get distracted. That's yeah, funny. you really do. You have worse ADHD than I do. Uh, bro, you have no idea. My parents didn't give a fuck about me growing up. I didn't wow. get on these drugs like I needed to. Yeah. No, oh, Fuzzy says Jay needs a rug. Is that what is that's what's setting you off? Is Jay needs a rug from Fuzzy? Look, the only rug I like is the 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 rug rash your mom gives me with her. You, I thought you were gonna. You always struck me as a guy who liked liked to munch rug. Uh, I mean, ass eating munching rug. It's all the same thing. <laughs> it's all. The I mean, right right. when they they bend over and they they put it up in there and they're right. Where are you going with it? You don't know. Yeah. Anyways, a hundred percent. This is not a bombshell story. Hold on, but let me let me read a little bit from the story. Just so Habibis who haven't been following it get get an idea what's actually happening. Um, So Donald Trump paid seven hundred fifty dollars in federal income taxes the year he won the presidency. It's twenty sixteen, of course. In his first Mm -hmm. year in the White House, he paid another $750. He had paid no income taxes at all in 10 of the previous 15 years, largely because he reported losing much more money than he made. As mm-hmm. the president wages election uh, wages a re-election campaign that polls say he is in danger of losing, his finances are under stress, beset by losses and hundreds of millions of dollars in debt coming due that he has personally guaranteed. Also hanging over him is a decade-long Auto, uh, I'm sorry, not auto. Audit. Wow, I can't even speak English. Audit so he battle is under audit. Oh, yeah. also hanging over him is a decade-long oh. audit battle with the Internal Revenue Service over the legitimacy of a 72.9 million dollar tax refund that he claimed and received after declaring huge losses. An adverse ruling could cost him more than 100 million dollars. The tax returns that Mr. Trump has long fought to keep private tell a story fundamentally different from the one he has sold to the American public. His reports to the IRS portray a businessman who takes in hundreds of millions of dollars a year, yet racks up chronic losses that he aggressively employs to avoid paying taxes. Now, with his financial challenges mounting, the records show that he depends more and more on making money from businesses that put him in potential and often direct conflict of interest with his job as president. And they went on to say that the New York Times obtained the tax return data extending over more than two decades, um, uh, including detailed. They, they got it from um, hundreds of companies that make up his business organization, as well as they got detailed information from his two years, first two years in office. And it doesn't include his personal returns for 2018 or 2019. Um, I don't think they'll ever go into how they. I don't know if they actually went into how they got it. Anyways, um, it's uh, the one thing that was, yeah, every, everyone's like, the, my eyes are fucking glazed over. This is like one of those things where like the, you know, Trump critics were like, yeah, we fucking got him. And like, this is literally just, it, it is a blip on the radar compared to everything else that's happened this past week. Like this is not like, I, I saw your favorite uh, person, uh, Brian Stelter, say this is the top five, top story of the last five years like no one's talking about it now nobody like, gives a fuck about it no one's talking about it. it's not even the top 69 stories of the last five years nice nice uh and it's certainly something when you when you think of that because 
everybody um, who is a Trump critic or part of the media elite who believe that Trump is sort of a danger to democracy um, are saying that like the walls are finally closing in on him. Like this is, this is stick. And you have to wonder like, why is it not sticking? Oh, we got your BB over here. Why is everyone so quiet in here? The BB's gonna lie and see super busy. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're literally streaming right now. You fucking asshole. Mother what a fucking dick. But what no, look, and you're right. Like the thing is, it was like the Maddow. Maddow thing where she was trying to pump up like, oh, I have 2015 tax returns and blah, 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 blah. We're yeah. finally going to get them and get to the bottom of this. We had these fucking pieces of shit say we're going to see Russia collusion. We're going to mm-hmm. see all the, the money he owns to these uh, to these uh, foreign nations. We're going to see how he wasn't um, he, he, he wasn't paying uh, any of his taxes, how he was mm-hmm. making money off of uh, being president. All of this bullshit and none of it came true. Zero of it be- uh, came true. Yeah, and- it was. Uh, let's see. It was uh, his 2005 tax returns. Yeah, 2005. And it showed that Trump had paid 38 million dollars in taxes on income of more than 150 million for 2005. So, <laughs> I mean, what is it? Is he paying? Oh, here he comes. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> Uh, anyways, but, but but the yeah, seven the $750 uh, payment is certainly not a good look uh, for him. Um, but the one thing that sort of stuck out to me was uh, Pete Buttigieg um, honing in on the, what was it, the $421 million that Trump supposedly owed money to, thinking that he owed money to foreign governments. I mean, right. I don't even know. I don't even know the validity of that claim. It's it's Pete Booty Whore. And also, what I want to say about this is that it showcases in the New York Times where where the money is owed. And you have uh, you have what's this guy? This guy from um, where where is he from? The NBC. He was like he shouted out a question to to Trump, oh, and he's like, oh, "Who yeah. do you owe this money to?" And all this kind of stuff. And it's like. He's walking. There's people shouting everywhere, and you're tweeting out like you you did some heroic gesture. Mm-hmm. Read the fucking story. Yeah, and it's just it's fucking it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, well, Yashar, before he, taking a little uh, detour here, Yashar says, "Why aren't people tipping in here?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you come on late, you asshole. Yeah. Yeah, there <laughs> are people it. tipping us earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it says you, you cheap fucks come in here and get entertainment and don't tip my kings. Thank you, you baby. You're a true daddy and king. <laughs> Thank Truly you. Truly looking out for yeah. us. Um, but yeah, uh, I will say it has been pretty fascinating how um, this. I mean, like we're, we're on the debates now. That is the major story. Um, you would think that under any normal uh, time, this tax story would be something that pays that 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 plays out for the uh, the entire week. 
It's not going to happen. And you know, the New York Times said, oh, we have more that's going to be dropping. We know exactly when these things are going to be dropping. They're going to be dropping three or four days before the next debate. That's yeah. how they're going to schedule these things to come out to draft. Yeah. It's strategic because it's it's really good clickbait to get people uh, reading onto the uh, yeah onto the uh, real quick. Uh, I want to highlight this uh, from Daniel C. She says Yashar Ali. Yashar, can you use your connections to get Bruno uh, get to Bruno Mars? It's for a kid with cancer. Siraj discussed earlier. Yes, Yabi, I'll hit you up about that. Um, oh yeah, to- I was. Yeah, that that is that later. would be huge. That would be huge because obviously raising uh, awareness for childhood cancer, um, because today is the final day um, for Isabella. childhood cancer awareness month. It's it's uh, Isabella, uh, I believe right, that's Isabella. her name. Um, well, well, we'll send you obviously more information on that, Yabibi. But if you can help us, that'd be great. But um, back to some of the other comments. Um, let's see. Oh, we got Carter Scott going with the full Rex Chapman response. Tax returns, bruh. <laughs> uh, Billy Finn, it's a false claim. Ta- uh, Trump's debtors are mostly banks. Uh, Todd Lee, 76, worst camp show ever. Um, Yabibi, free labor. That's all you fucks care about? <laughs> uh, someone asked Yashar if this was a chatterbait. Is this Chad? Thomas says, is this chatterbait? Like, what is chatterbait? Is that like, Jay, the fuck are you uh, doing? Chatterba- I'm sorry. I'm texting Yashar. Sorry. What? Chatter, chatterbait. What is chatterbait? Yeah, what is chat? Well, one of the BBs help us and, and talk. What the fuck is chatterbait? Anyways, uh, Yashar says, Yabibi says, yeah, this is chatterbait. This is Habibi bait. <laughs> And then he says, tip these hookers. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adult website providing live webcam performances. By oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Yashar, he tipped 69 last week. Everyone should tip at least $6.90. Bye. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I hear uh, Yashar saying bye. Bye. Hey, uh, LB is here. To be frank, Yashar, we buy mer- earn merch. People do buy Burn merch. Yeah. And I have a new t-shirt on the way, which I've been designing. And, and I have honestly, dropped. LB, your toes look great. In, 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 uh, in Earn merch. In, in Earn merch. Yeah. Boris Farage says, can someone show Yashar where his caps lock button is? The ring is loud as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, someone tipped us 690. Oh, nice. Nice. Thank you, Rachel. How's this for a tip, you lovely souls? Thank you, Rachel. You're the best. Thank you. Thank um, you. Very and let's Maybe see. Maybe I should show a nipple. No, I'm just Sound it out, Suraj. It's all in the name. Chatterbait. No, I, I figured it had a lot to do with, you know, actual, you know, I, I get it. I understand the whole part about baiting. Bait, baiting. Like, you know, in um, Idiocracy, they shorten masturbate to. to <laughs> no, not with Ernie here. How dare you? Sorry, sorry, Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, close your eyes. <laughs> now he's licking my hand. Um, oh, you want it? Okay, all right, you get it. You get everything, Ernie. Everything is for you. Uh, everything that the light touches is yours. Um, oh, okay, all right. So since, how, wow, we're an hour and a half in, and we actually might finish before two hours goes up. 
um, yeah. and or maybe just answer or maybe just interact with the Habibis for the rest of the, the next half hour. But I wanted to highlight this story because, of course, um, this is just it's like it's so classically um and they came out today. Yeah, it's coming. We're talking about it during weekly jihad. I tried to keep everything short for Neville because I knew, you know, most people uh, coming on for two hours. You know, hold up, phrasing. Most people <laughs> joining us for two hours does not sound sustainable. So that's why I'm like. Uh, why don't you just join us for like 10 to 20 minutes? That's That sounds good, right? That way the Habibis can get a little bit of guest action and they can see uh, the two Habibis um, do the thing. Right, buddy? Right. And you get earned. And everyone's happy. So everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Um, so happy. while I pull that up, I'm just looking up the score here of the NBA Finals game because it looks like, oh, no, it's it's over. <laughs> uh, the Heat apparently stormed back and then are now down by like 20. Anyways, um, the New York Times reported that the World Health Organization, you remember the World Health Organization, the WHO, the, the one WHO. that all the libs, uh, all of Trump's critics and a bunch of progressives were defending like, no. You can't defund the World Health Organization. Well, <laughs> it was reported today by the New York Times that the World Health Organization said open borders would help fight disease. Experts and a global treaty emphatically agreed, but the scientific evidence was never behind them. Uh, right. Th guys, like this is like this is news to the New York Times, yet not news to everyone else who knows what the fuck's up. Right. Because and how What? And how it all started with them too. I mean, how they they kept silent for China and to make yeah. sure that that China kept things open and and all that stuff going. Yeah, it makes Everyone me. Know about. Yeah, it makes me think that um, everybody in um, in the WHO basically knew what was happening in China with the coronavirus. Yet, um, almost didn't say anything because. They love the gravy train of $500 million from the U.S. every year or $400 million. Right. I don't know how much. Anyways, um, but let me read through a little bit of the story um, because it looks like this is a very long lead. Do I want to do this? Anyways. Um, I love hearing your voice do it. You love hearing it? Okay. I'm just going to read it for the Habibis just so that you guys can get a frame of reference of what's going on. And they they report this from Austria. So... Um, it reads, they came from across the world to ski in the most famous resorts of the Austrian Alps. Jacob Homiller and his college friends flew in from the United States. Jane Witt, a retired lecturer, arrived from London for a family reunion. Annette Garden, the youth director at a tennis club in Hamburg, was celebrating her birthday with her husband and two grown children. They knew in late February and early March that the coronavirus was spreading in nearby northern Italy. And across the other border, across the other border in Germany, but no one was alarmed. Austrian officials downplayed concerns as tourists crowded into cable car cable cars by day and après ski bars at night. Après ski, obviously, that means after skiing. You fucking uncultured swine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole world meets in Ischgl, says said Miss Garten. Ischgl is that, that little town in, in Austria that they're highlighting, ski town. Uh, 
Then they all went home, unwittingly taking the virus with them. Infected in Ishkil or in surrounding villages, thousands of skiers carried the coronavirus to more than 40 countries on five continents. Many of Iceland's first known cases were traced to Ishkil. In March, nearly half the cases in Norway were linked to Austrian ski holidays. Wow. Nine months into an outbreak that has killed a million people worldwide, Ishkel is where the era of global tourism, made possible by cheap airfares and open borders, collided with a pandemic. For decades, as trade and travel drew the world closer, public health policy, enshrined by treaty, encouraged global mass tourism by calling for open borders, even during outbreaks. And it goes on to say that when the coronavirus emerged in China in January, the World Health Organization didn't flinch in its advice. And that advice was do not restrict travel. But what is now clear is that the policy was about politics and economics more than public health. And it goes on to say the public health records, scores of scientific studies and interviews with more than two dozen experts show the policy of unobstructed travel was never based on hard science. It was a political decision recast as health advice, which emerged after a plague outbreak in India in the 1990s. By the time COVID-19 surfaced, it had become an article of faith. So I, I implore all the Habibis to go and read that um, because uh, kudos, obviously, to the New York Times for reporting that, you know, because we were just talking that we were just shitting on the New York Times before about uh, their taxes, about Trump's taxes. And while that is good reporting, the, it is all about the perception and how everyone receives it, because um, mm -hmm. while it is good for the public interest to understand how much Trump pays in taxes, um, it is the way the story is spun um, by both sides to make it look like whether it's, you know, as good as it could possibly be or as bad as it could possibly be. This right. particular thing on the, the World Health Organization seems pretty cut and dry that the World Health Organization is not is making their decisions based on politics and economics like a lot of other things. And it sounds like they did apply this to uh, almost every other policy. They're just talking about the 1990s um, in India. And it's not based on public health or science. And uh, a few of the Habibi comments, Janice says, uh, Tejos, Dr. Tejos, who is the, um, I want to say the director general of the World Health Organization. I think that's the actual title, director general, or so uh, that he should be in jail. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Dr. Tejos yeah. is one of the worst heads of a uh, global uh, organization. organization. Uh, I mean, he was the guy who fucking promoted uh the now late uh Robert Mugabe the dictator in Zimbabwe to like a global WHO ambassador um and he did that as Zimbabwe's public health system completely went to shit um so uh yeah so it was a good story it's just the thing is, uh, Boris says, the World Health Organization are recommending swimming in the Ebola River because what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, like people, you know, the thing is, and, and this is why the China virus a narrative among people who are uh, particularly critical of Trump thought that China virus was uh, xenophobic and racist. Ebola, the the 
I, it's bacterial, I believe. No, it's, a, it's either virus or bacteria. God, I, now I got to look this up. Ebola virus. It's a virus. Yeah, Ebola virus. Why am, why am I questioning whether it's flesh-eating bacteria? Maybe I'm thinking of some, something else. Um, but that uh, that originated, like people were getting Ebola, the Ebola virus near the Ebola River. So they just naturally named it the Ebola the virus. Ebola virus. Um, so when it comes to... Uh, coronavirus, naming it the China virus, seeing as how it came from China, uh, Wuhan. I mean, if you've, you've, they were calling it the Wuhan virus before um, Even it became, yeah, it was Wuhan virus before it became, uh, uh, what and was it? Before it before, became, before it became, before Trump started using it and then it became racist. <laughs> right. And the, the thing about this article that really paints uh, another picture onto it is, you see why people doubt experts. It's because it's a game. All of it is a game. You can get ex you you can get experts, get them in your pocket, and mm -hmm. they will say whatever it is you want them to, you want them to say. It's happened countless times throughout the history of ever using a fucking expert for anything. You had experts in the 1920s saying that menthol cigarettes is good for your respiratory system. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you have you have other experts talking about how sugar isn't the main cause of uh, di diabetes and 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 weight gain. Like you had people, scientists, people who call themselves experts and scientists coming up and saying uh, saying these things, and then right. this is just another example for it. And people get blasted all the time for daring to doubt experts. Yeah. If you doubt an expert. Then you are a crazy QAnon, QAnon anti-science. Like they throw all of these fucking kind of names at you because of it. Yeah. Uh, when you have legitimate criticism to be to be said of it, but the reason why they they don't want it is because they want to be use experts as a political weapon in order to to keep themselves sounding like right, like they're the right people. Yeah. And it's just sick. It's all a game. And then they, they play it. Science is not science anymore. Science is it's is politicized. It's political. all politicized. I mean, we saw this. We saw it also during the initial protests of uh, in the wake of George Floyd's death and how right. um, you have public health experts uh, specifically named in NPR as them saying that racism is a public health crisis. And while we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, it is actually recommended that you go out and protest, knowing that you could possibly spread the virus to other people. It's just so fucking stupid. It's fucking. It's so fucking stupid. And then they want to go and, and whine about rallies and shit like that when they're like, yeah, yeah and it's just so. I mean, like, and and it, again, like the thing is, I'm of the belief that everyone gathering together is causing the virus to spread. So Absolutely. my criticism is of people gathering in general, not just one thing or the other, but just because like, like I've gotten to the point where um, I'm just seeing reporters only say pick on a Trump rally, but not on like, say like a, the recreation of the million man March by Al Sharpton. Like it's, it's just fucking Every the, rally. It, it is exhausting to try to point out the right. hypocrisy because they just constantly do it. Um, yep. but, Every rally, you have a snarky COVID tweet from Jake Taper, 
and then zero shit to talk about when there's a huge riot or a fucking gathering or in in wherever where they're just like twerking on top of each other with no masks or anything and be mm-hmm. like oh yeah this is for george floyd yeah fucking it's it's insane you're right and it gets it gets more and more and i think twitter has allowed people to see the hypocrisy of a lot of these people and uh call it out yeah of course a few comments uh first of which is toddy 76 or todd lee 76 saying what is this fucking memory (laughs) (laughs) by allah Uh, behave yourself I will give you the taste of my shoe. <laughs> By Allah, what is he? A Jew? <laughs> <laughs> or my favorite, we've discovered a new type of jihad. It's called anal jihad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if if he is going through jihad and he wants to stick a bomb uh, up his ass, is it gay? <laughs> Wait, what? It's it's an actual it's an actual quote. It's, he goes on to say that he wants to perform jihad and stick a bomb up his ass. Well, that <laughs> is that gay. I guess, I, I, yeah, maybe. No, I don't think so. No, it depends. Look, it depends. two fingers, not gay. More than that, <laughs> gay. Curtis Scott, Habibi ASM, ASMR, Siraj reading news stories. Faye says, this is the whitest article in relation to the WHO article. Ben Morrissey. Welcome, Ben. I hope all the Habibis know Ben Morrissey is now an intern, BB. He is my first ever intern helping me with the list because I can't keep up with this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben Morrissey What's says the, the WHO is special kind of corrupt garbage. What? What's his at? His Twitter at? Uh, Twitter at, I think, here. Um, I have it because I, I just... I just had it like a true, thing. like a true person who hires an intern doesn't know shit about him. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure I get the number right. It's like at Ben Morrissey sixteen. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's sixteen. I thought it was sixteen. So let me type that in. Habibis, go follow Ben Morrissey. I'm gonna type it into the comments here. Uh, I wanted to make the announcement on here rather than on Twitter because let's be real. I don't know, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Literally just started chatting with him the other day. He's a listern. He's a Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Toddly again. But what about open borders except that you have to go on Hudge? That is acceptable. Uh, Anyone can go for Hudge's open borders, Habibi. Three million people walking around each other in harmonious COVID action. Yeah um let's go here we go let's see um yes you could this from habibi gun yes you could place raj's voice over a chatterbait camp show and it would enhance the horniness guys it's still no simp september for like another 15 minutes could you stop simping (laughs) (laughs) um let's see um Hmm. I'm just reading through some of the comments. Yeah. Uh, Kelly says New York Times is a broken clock. Occasionally they happen to tell the right time, if only by mistake. Mm. 
You know what's interesting is even though Trump hates the New York Times, he still loves them deep down. He reads them every day. They're the paper, the paper of record, even if they've gone heavily politicized and if they've done the 1619 project and won't fess up to it. Um, Trump still Man, like always forgives that them. Holds my mind. You yeah. mentioning the 1619 project right now with all that shit that's happening. Nicole the six, the, the, six the six, the 69 project. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh that's yeah, nice. Nice. Project. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Ben is the listern. Um I'm just trying to <sighs> Man, I can't wait. Like now we're gonna be able to rest up for this whole week. I mean the only thing I'm gonna do after this is probably Twitch on Sunday. Yeah. And then get that going i mean there were more stories we wanted to cover i mean there was one thing i really wanted to cover and that was the channel four news uh story but the thing is it was 22 minutes long i was going through the actual um rundown and by the time i sent it to you it was like 69 minutes before the actual (laughs) um thing was going to go up and they still hadn't eaten so i was just like all right, I guess I'm just gonna save it for another time. Maybe I'll chat with it with um talk about it with uh Jason Nichols on Friday on the balance if we end up recording. But guys, right. I'm so fucking tired all the time. Like this is really I have never the thing is I'm involved in so many projects now, including work, that I don't have the time to even sit down and read a goddamn story. Right. I'm so so I'm so exhausted. I'm, anyways. Out. Uh yeah. Oh, Steve says, by the way, at Siraj Hashmi, it's Ben Morrissey 16. I think he spelled it with one S. Did I? Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, let me try that again. I'm gonna find it here. Sorry, Ben. You're probably you know think of the other Ben Morrissey getting all those <laughs> getting all the follows. all the baby follows that. Jesus. <laughs> God, I am the worst. I am the worst boss. Yeah, let's try that again. There we go. So, you Habibis, go to at Ben Morrissey with two R's and two S's and then 16. Although, Ben, if you really want to kiss up to your boss, change that 16 to 69. Nice. Nice. (laughs) That would be absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Boris says, it's already October for me. I'm free to simp as much as I like. Rachel Kaplan, I see Billy left early. Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. Anyways, let's take a few questions from the Habibis um, mm-hmm. because, honestly, we're if you want to tip us, give leave us a tip. If you want to, um, you know, Hit us with a list wreck. Hit us. Um, <laughs> Boris says, Siraj treating the intern like shit already. The power has already <laughs> gone to his head. <laughs> and uh, Billy, Finn, Billy Finn's back. He's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. man. The babies are great. God, so the good. The babies are great. Man, I'm, I'm really hoping that <sighs> the rest of the year is not like this. I'm just, I can't do it anymore, guys. 
Can't do it's it. Getting, it's getting tired. What we need yeah. to do is like after the the election's done and over with, just mm-hmm. like, just like a couple of weeks of just shooting the shit and just talking about random crap and playing video games. Yeah, I'm like I'm really hoping that you know we could just um stop doing our jobs and just play video <laughs> games all the time. Uh shit, wouldn't that be the That'd be amazing. That would be the fucking that's the life. Yeah. Um Mary, oh thank you, Mary. We need to pray for Siraj, please. Yeah. Yes. Um Nate BB, are you moving to BB Power Hour next week due to the VP debate next Wednesday night? Oh fuck. Well, I mean, why don't we just live watch it? So you can have it. We gotta figure that shit out because if we stream from YouTube, we could get banned. Oh well, what if you're what if you're what what if we're watching uh, on C-SPAN? Um, let me check with our guy. I'll check with Anong. See what he thinks. Because you got that screen over there, but on Sunday I'm going to be getting the my other computer Mm -hmm. in here uh, with an upgraded uh, GPU. So. in theory, we'll be able to. Uh, I'll be able to stream off of the iMac. Uh, and I mean, worst case scenario is that we could stream on Twitch of the VP debate together, and then hop on to YouTube for Habibi Power Hour post debate uh, VP debate wrap. And, oh, kind of uh, like what we did on the uh, yeah, what we did yesterday, and your yeah, hammer. we can do that. Yeah, yeah or or you can we can watch it on YouTube, streaming ourselves watching it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Anyway, Steve, thank you, Steve. He says I don't have anything to say, but Yashar makes the guilt real. <laughs> 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 thank you for chipping in, uh, uh, Daniel. Can you go, go back ahead. to that one real quick? Which? Oh yeah. Here, hold up. Sorry, sorry, Daniel. We'll get right to you in just a sec. Look at that. <laughs> Send that to him. That's good. That's good shit. Uh, Daniel Vandermillen. Thank you, Daniel. He says, what do you guys think of Biden using an image of Kyle Rittenhouse in a video about white supremacy? Um, I don't know what image that was, but um, based on what you are asking us. It was uh, Joe Biden. It was in an ad. Yeah, he, he tweeted out an ad, like his main account. And it was talking about white supremacists. And then mm-hmm. it just showed that stock, not a stock Image photo, but the, the photo of Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, I mean. labeling him as a white People have been trying. Look, do I think Kyle Rittenhouse was in the right when he killed two people and shot another? No. Um, whether the what We'll see what ends up happening in the legal, in the legal system with his case and his, uh, his attorneys arguing that it was in self-defense. Um, Putting that aside, I haven't seen any substantive evidence to suggest that um, Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. I think just by the fact that he was out there with a a rifle and trying to protect businesses and going against basically Antifa and people marching for Black Lives Matter and people who are rioting – um, that all of a sudden this guy is a white supremacist. So 
buy than using it? Look, I, like if I took exception with every single uh, usage of ad or every single ad that every single candidate uses and it's fucking wrong, like I would, I, I would run out of takes. Like the, I would be out of anger or out right. of energy to say why something's wrong. Of course it's wrong. Like it, Biden doesn't need to do that. Like he is involving himself in something that um, we don't have 100% essentially evidence of this guy being a white supremacist. Right. So, and I, I think uh, honestly, when it's something like that too, it's funny how Twitter isn't uh, quick on labeling things, misinformation when it comes from, because they'll label the smallest little thing on Trump's shit as mis misinformation. Yeah. Uh, and people go and attack the, his ads when he's like showcasing uh, Biden in a room all by himself or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Thing he's in the basement. They're like, oh, this is not real. This is fake. But, but yeah, I mean, like that, that's what people that's why people had issues with Chris Wallace during the debate, because they felt like he was. Like if you're a debate moderator in that in in that situation and you are trying to strike a balance between moving the discussion along, but also, you know, allowing the candidates to sort of, you know, trade barbs back and forth um, and fact check. And you're doing it entirely more towards one side than the other. It starts to make the moderator look biased, of course. Um, and so that's where Chris Wallace, um, I mean, no, no, no good, no good deed goes unpunished. And whether you view, um, Chris Wallace as one who is trying to do a good job, um, he ended up making himself look biased in the process. So he is, um, he, I mean, he even admitted in a, um, in an, in an interview, I think following the, um, yeah, New York Times. Following the debate, uh, yeah, in the New York Times again, New York Times again on the story, uh, that he was disappointed with how everything went, and um, like I don't, I don't blame him. He didn't do a great job. I mean, like I don't blame him for feeling that way because I feel like he did not do a good job. Right. Um. So yes, in that case, I would blame him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Boris says, don't want to get shot. Don't chase or hit someone holding a gun. It's a simple rule in life. He shot three white guys, worst white supremacist ever. Yeah, I feel like if he was a white supremacist, he would have shot. He was specifically who would have targeted people of color. And right. he would. And I feel like if he was, I, I feel like the only the, the reason why the self-defense argument has any um credibility is because he didn't go in indiscriminately shooting and killing people he only shot people who were specifically attacking him so that's like where that's where it helps him in this case um yeah but the again only, the only i don't think he should have been there to begin with and that's just right you know, that's what where that's where the the um criticism of the whole of written rittenhouse as a whole is that he actually went down there yeah now the act up. of shooting actually him, up it was up there uh, yeah he actually went up, uh, up there i mean it was only like what 20 miles or something but still yeah 30 minutes but i mean technically it's, north, it's still so. he went there and then i'm a stickler for that stuff right <laughs> <laughs> the the act of self-defense is not in the wrong whatsoever and 
If yeah, it it's just it's just like he is that then he should be off of that. Com- it comes off. Right? It, it, the thing is, it comes off as actually like going there. No, the thing is, and this is this is the way I, I you know just came to me. This is how I think why it rubs people the wrong way. It's because he was cherry picking self defense. You get what I'm saying? What do you mean? I mean, like he was, he found a way to go get himself involved in the situation where he might use his gun and only used it when he was in a situation in which he was getting attacked. So he like specifically went out of his way to put himself in a dangerous situation. And that's what I mean by cherry picking. I know that you don't understand English, so cherry picking is probably a new term to you. Kazubi. Mazubi. You understand that, bitch? No. <laughs> um, all right. No, I so get, I do. I do get what you're saying, and I think, yeah. and I think you're right on that. Because yeah. he went down there armed and knows how the situation is. He was looking for something like that to happen, yeah. and it did. Yeah. Faye, good night, Habibi. Habibti. Uh, she's literally falling asleep. So. Have a good rest of the week. I think that's probably a good sign because we just hit the two-hour mark. So, uh, But before we go, David Vandermillen has one more question. And maybe it's not a question. It's just a comment. Uh, He says, when people say up or down, it should relate to elevation, not north or south. Wow. Wow. That is literally Islamophobic. 100%. Essentially. Essentially. 100%. Anyways, Habibis, uh, thank you again for joining us for another Habibi Power Hour. Uh, we hope you like the format change a little bit. We decided that we'd try it out with having Neville on for about 20 minutes. That way we mm-hmm. can actually listen to a guest and then get to our our regular shenanigans and uh, and hood rat antics. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Habibis, uh, y'all be great. Hope you all have a good rest of your week. Stay safe. Uh, I am Siraj Hashmi. I am Mujad Kobe. And this has been the Habibi Bros for, uh, oh yeah, it's no longer September over here. So deuces, no sem- September. Simp away, Habibis. No. Yes, I'm going straight here to Pornhub. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go give Ernie a treat. That's kind of a <laughs> That's contrast, how you're gonna be but simple. whatever. Okay, Habibis, deuces, peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. <laughs>